Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. It's true honor to... uh, to welcome back to the show, Nanfu Wang. She uh, was here previously to talk about her uh, terrific documentary, Hooligan Sparrow. Uh, and she's back now again with a, a, another wonderful film. Uh, this one's called I Am Another You. And it is, well, let me read a little bit about the story. Uh, when uh, Nanfu first came to America, Florida seemed like an exi- exotic frontier full of theme parks, prehistoric swamp creatures, and sunburned Denison's as she travels wide-eyed from city to city, she eventually encounters a charismatic young drifter by the name of Dylan. Fascinated by his rejection of society's rules and unsure of his past, Nanfu follows Dylan with her camera on a journey, on a journey that uh, spans many years. Uh, it takes she it takes her across America and into the deeper world that Dylan lives in. And um, gosh. It's a terrific film. It's a wonderful portrait, and what a charismatic uh, subject that you found, Don Fu Wang. Welcome to film school. Hey, thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you. Uh, again, um, I guess, I mean, I sort of explained what happened, but you were visiting, you were here in, in America, in Florida. Tell me how you got to know Dylan, Dylan Olson. Well, um, so it was actually my birthday gift. So since I was 20, every year I would give myself a gift to go to a place that I hadn't been before the night before my birthday. And the first year I lived in New York, I bought a one-way ticket to Florida and went there for the first time. And as I was traveling without any destination, any plans, I started meeting a lot of people on the road, and I started talking to them. And one day I met Dylan. He was one of the travelers that I met, but he seemed to be different from anybody else that I met. Um, he was young, very articulate, very smart. And I learned that he was living on the streets. So I was curious and asked him why he chose that way. And he revealed to me that he was born and raised in Utah um, in the Mormon family. And when he became a teenager and didn't believe in Mormonism anymore, he started uh, searching for freedom. And eventually, he felt that he found the freedom on the streets by meeting with people, talking with strangers, and just not being restricted to any rules. And for me, as a Chinese, you know, I completely understood what he was talking about, um, feeling repressed by the culture, having stronger, very strong desire for freedom. And I was very curious how he could find the freedom on the streets and what was that freedom feel like. So I proposed to him to follow with him, you know, follow him with my camera. And he said, sure, you can come along. At first I said, may I follow you for one day or two? And he told me, you can't really understand the street life within a day or two. You have to live this life to be able to understand it. I debated with myself, and eventually I decided to ship all my belongings back to New York and went on the streets and lived um, 
a homeless lifestyle with him for a short while. Yeah. Well, it, you know, and it, you open the film with a, a fairly long tracking shot, uh, I assume, from your native country. Um, uh, where, where where was that opening shot with the well, the apartment? Yeah, the, right. The opening shot that you were describing was um, it was uh, on the train in China, mm-hmm. and the way we see we see a you know um, several minutes of buildings passing by, yeah. and the buildings are all the same. And the weather was pretty uh, gloomy. It was yeah. very foggy, and the environment wasn't wasn't perfect. Yeah. So, and the buildings are just like every single building looks exactly the same. Yeah. And that's I was trying to convey a message, you know, at the very beginning of the film. That was that was one of the few moments in the film that you know goes back to China. And for me, I wanted to explain where I came from and how I got here and what drove me to follow Dylan's story. And that was my background. Yeah, it, it's a it's a wonderful way to, to open the story. It, it's a way of us understanding uh, that this is the world we live in. Uh, maybe not to the extent that uh, in uh, parts of China where you have, you, as you said, you know, building after building. I visited Hong Kong and I remember the experience I had as we were flying in. And I thought they were office buildings because there's just hun- there was just dozens <laughs> of them. I thought, oh, this is the center of commerce. Yeah. And as we're flying in and you fly over, like I said, dozens of these apartment buildings are all about 20, 25, 30 stories tall. And uh, and then I once we got to the ground and I looked around, I realized, my God, there's just this is these are people. There's lots <laughs> of people. Right. And I imagine. I, and so so the, the the idea of space, personal space, the idea of being able to wander around. Right. Uh, must have, you know, in terms that's how we sort of get this this idea from what you're doing as a filmmaker is to contrast this with a. With this kid, uh, Dylan uh, Olson, who um, who's very charismatic, he's an extremely likable, intelligent young man, uh, and his story, while there is for me initially some some skepticism about just exactly what he was saying to be true or not true, it couldn't right. help but be drawn into his. Um, the ease in which he was able to describe what he was doing and why he was doing it was very, very uh, compelling. So uh, yeah. I, I thought he's a really great subject. So did he – I'm just curious because you talked about living on the street with him. Is it something that he sort of nudged you into doing or did you just – were you just drawn into his world on, at that point in, in the making of the film that you wanted to experience what he experienced? What were you – Oh, sort of? I, yeah, it, it's me. It's all of me. I was so fascinated by it. I mean, um, at first, like you said, I didn't even know what his version of the story was true or not. I only met him like very briefly, and it was the—I believe it was the second day after I met him. I was working on my computer, and as I mentioned, when I was traveling before even I met him, I was meeting with lots of travelers. I was wandering around the streets, and I actually talked to many homeless people because one night I was walking on the streets of Miami. And I decided to not stay in a hotel, so I walked in the city for a whole night. And that night, the entire city was transformed. And during that night, I talked to probably five or ten homeless people, and I asked, where are you from, why are you here, and what was your story? And I filmed some of them. 
So the second day after I met Dylan, I happened to be working on my computer, and he walked to me and he said, uh, oh, what are you looking at? And I said, it was the footage I filmed in Miami with the homeless people. Mm-hmm. And he looked at it. He said, oh, I know this guy. He's from Chicago. He's been here for five years. And I know that guy. His name is this. And everything he said matched to the versions I heard from those people themselves. So that's when I knew he didn't, he wasn't lying about his experience. And I felt he would be a great guide for me to get into that world. And then I just asked him if he would bring me with him. Well, well, you're a very brave uh, filmmaker. You're a very brave person. From from um, uh, Hooligan Sparrow uh, and this, there there is a certain um, amount of. It feels like you throw yourself into your projects in ways that are a little more than uh, the detached observer as a filmmaker. Uh, and you 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 get into the lives of these people, and in in Dylan's case, Dylan Olson, he is a as I said, he's very charismatic. He's a handsome young man, uh, charming, uh, all kinds of things. And one of the beautiful things about I am another you is this journey. And I just love the way you were able to. We got to know him. We got to spend time with him, even though. Even though, as I was feeling, I, I was getting to know him. There are things about him, and I'm not going to tell the audience what they are because I want them to go see <laughs> your film. Uh, there are some very interesting things that happen along the way that make this such a compelling story. Um, but d- d- am I correct? Are you somebody who's given in your in your filmmaking to really making this more than a, a cinematic experience? It's a personal experience for you as well. Certainly, it was the case here. Felt like, yeah, for me, it was a journey of discovery. Yeah, and that's been true with um, both films I made. Um, it's just I got into the film because I was curious, and uh, along the way of filming, I learned more. And certainly, it was every single step I discovered more stuff that sometimes even surprised myself. Yeah. Well, what, what's been and, and you know, obviously a component part of this. We'll talk about his uh, Dylan's family. Obviously, the journey takes us to where uh, a point where we meet uh, the father, and then mm-hmm. we we meet the rest of the family. What was their sort of reaction when you showed up with a camera saying, "I've been following your son around uh, Florida, and I'd like to involve you"? What sort of getting to know them and getting their confidence? What, what was that like for you? Well, um, it was in 2015. I first met Dylan's father as I was going to Utah where they live. Um, and I contacted him, basically introducing myself as a filmmaker, and I've done this, and I asked if he would be interested in seeing the footage of uh, Dylan and I spent on the streets. And, of course, he was because uh, he hasn't seen his son for a few years, and he has never seen his definitely street life so i went to his home and i showed the two-hour you know assembly footage to him and he watched it and by the end he said thank you so much for doing it this this is the first time i felt i understood my son um that i felt i finally was close to his life and i could see his life Mm. and i felt proud of him and he opened up to me I think because it was, it gave him an opportunity to see his son's life, which he didn't have a chance to. 
Um, and after that, uh, we talked for hours, and he told he told me some aspects of his own life, and mm. I think that brought us closer. And in the end of the first meeting, I said uh, I would like to continue filming you because it would add a perspective to the film and help us understand Dylan and where he comes from. And he was very willing to do that. Yeah, it yeah, and there's there's a sort of a, a a backstory with his father. He he's a policeman, he's a police officer and he investigates uh uh sexual crimes, uh child uh child uh, what I'm trying to child pornography, all kinds of things and that are pretty emotionally wrenching kind of uh, investigations and we see some of that in him. It's just such an interesting contrast and again I'm, I I don't want to give a whole lot away in terms of the film, but I, I really, as I watched the film for a second time, I, I I saw a little bit more. I won't say connection exactly between Dylan and his father. That's maybe not quite the right word, but there's something there that is sort of visceral and and um, I don't know if it's troubling, but there's some connection there that that is left unsaid in the film. And I, I'm not expecting you to betray any confidences here, but did, am I, am I correct to have to feel that way about their connection between the father and son? Um, yeah. So the title of the film is I am another you. Yeah. And there's a definitely, um, several layers. Yeah. Um, Dylan and his father, they seem to be like completely different people. One is a police officer, the other one, you know, used to do drugs and now is uh, staying on the streets. And um, but at the same time, they are similar. They have the same voice. There are many, many aspects of their personality um, are similar. And that's the connection between the two. And the, in, at the same time, in the film, there is another character, Dylan's younger brother, yes. who is still very, very religious and moment. While Dylan is not, um, Dylan hates the religion, and you can see how different the two siblings are. Um, but at the same time, you could also see how they are basically the same people. Yeah. And and then I also feel because I was in the film too, and what drew me into Dylan is the same desire for freedom, and the same you know feeling of being repressed by a culture. And I believe that there is some similarity between us that would drive me to make this film. And at the same time, I have, uh, I believe I have a profession. He doesn't want any job. Um, Mm -hmm. And there is a huge difference between us two. And eventually, I hope every audience member who who see this film would also recognize something about themselves in, in, in the film, if not in Dylan himself. Well, that is something I thank you for saying that I think is so, so important. I'm glad we're, I, just for a minute I want to talk about the the issues that surround us as a society when it comes to mental health issues. Um, I think that we are m- making progress in terms of our perceptions and our understandings, but I think we also have a long ways to go before we truly recognize uh, what it is uh, that that makes us different, uh, and and mental illness is something that is many in many places still thought of as you know voodoo or 
demonic spirits or or some version of that i don't think we'll i don't think we've gotten past all of that and um uh, i any any film that can portray people with mental health health issues uh in the way that you have i think is a step forward i i really applaud you for what you've done with the film uh, it's not a film of judgment it's a film of observation, and your title is so apropos. I am another you. We, we, I think you're absolutely spot on to 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 talk about it, this in the way that you have. Um, and my congratulations to you for that. Thank you. Was that is that something that you and in, in making this film in the final product you felt like you accomplished this idea of you know mental health issues is something that we 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 need to look squarely at and 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 come to an understanding about people who are suffering from that i i just hope that this film would um make people want to learn more about them and don't let their preconceived notions um determine how they see people like dylan or how they see those issues because um at the beginning of making this film when i talked people, most of the people would say, yeah, I know people like Dylan. I've seen people like him on the streets all the time, every street corner, and I know how they, you know, how they ended up being in that situation. And I would say everybody has a unique story, and um, it might not be what what the first look, like when people take a first look, would assume. So I hope that people would have a little bit more compassion and the willingness to understand them. Yeah. Well, you have done that for me as as someone uh, mm-hmm. in the audience uh, who who watched the film, and I'm I'm it's a it's a very compelling portrait. It's a very inviting film. Uh, and again, once the, the fact that you became a part of the film uh, is also another reason to feel drawn to it. Um, uh, and uh, and by the way. 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm just going to throw that in for people who are wondering <laughs> yeah. about this kind of stuff. It is uh, obviously it's been very well received. You've won awards. You won the special jury award documentary feature at the South by Southwest Fe- Film Festival recently, and it is uh, it is at the Monica Lemley Monica Film Center opening tonight. Um, are you in town? I, I don't have information in front of me. Are you here in Los mm-hmm. Angeles? Unfortunately, no. I wish, but I have a one-month-old baby at oh, home, that's so right. I can't travel there. <laughs> that's right. I'm sorry. Well, congratulations. Yeah. That's right. You you had mentioned that. I'm yeah. sorry. Uh, yes, absolutely. Uh, congratulations on on both of your projects, the film and now your your young. Is it a daughter or a son? A son, a boy. Well, c- congratulations <laughs> on your 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 newest project and 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 mm-hmm. all. And uh, I hope you're going to continue as a filmmaker of uh, your your two films. I think you were you shortlisted on uh, uh, Hooligan. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, congratulations on your works, and and I look forward to more of it. And um, it's just a delight to talk to you, and a delight to and really truly wonderful to watch your this particular film. I am another you, uh, Fu Wang. Thank thank you so much for being a part of Film School today. Thank you.
You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.